In three, two, one, action. Goodness, I just came out of a yawn, actually. <laughs> Welcome to the weekday where I, I'm, I promise you we are not tired right now. I got coffee, bro. Uh, you got coffee. I have, well, we're going to get to our new segment in a second. Welcome to the weekday. This is episode 40, actually. I can't wait. Like for our new segment, because I have no idea what it is. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. I kept them on in suspense. Um, the weekday is part of our Bayham, Bay Hope <laughs> TV. Nice. Our Bayham. Uh, our Bayham family yeah, Bayham. Uh, network of podcasts and things. Other such podcasts, Figuring It Out, and some other stuff that we do here, uh, including, what's the other one? In Plain Speech. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook or on Bay Hope TV, or if you are listening on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for supporting us. Everything that we're doing, keep downloading, keep subscribing, keep sharing this with all your friends. Uh, we've gotten really cool responses lately. Uh, it's been, it's almost like the the flywheel had to be turned a little bit. And then all of a sudden people started uh, watching and listening more and more and more. So I appreciate the algorithm. Thanks algorithm. Hey, thanks. You're the computers. best. Uh, so today we have myself, Andy, and then that well, hello, guy. I'm Mike. Wow. This is the latest we've gone into this. This is a late, late title card. This yeah. is, um, it's like a, um, like a um, M. Night Shyamalan movie you with a 15-minute uh, title card. I just realized something. You and I share the same last name. And I think people are going to see that like when the title card comes <laughs> up. Did you know, everybody, camera, yeah. Did you know, oh, wrong one, yep, yep. that Andy and I are actually brothers. That's a, that's, a, that's a deep, deep fact. Since when? A while. Brothers from the same mother. It's been, it's been a while. Yeah, brothers from the same and mother. Father. It's been, it's it's been a while. Just a quick, this didn't just happen yes, yesterday. Are, you, are we going to introduce our new... Our yeah, so uh, sitting in our third chair, the one, the only, Mr. Justin Deal. Hey. There he is right the there. The camera shot has changed. The yeah. camera shot has changed as a little... As he said it would. As he said it would. Yes. Uh, his and audio is going to be a little bit better this week as well, Ooh. as I didn't tell you it would because I hadn't heard the audio until the episode actually went out, uh, but we fixed his audio. Uh, Wasn't it, didn't his audio sound better than ours? His audio was way better than ours. That's why I had to fix it. So you didn't fix his? I had to, or did you, you made his worse? I had to or you made it ours up. better? It's like a, it's like a baseball player. Like it, when It kind of evens out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a, it's a baseball player when they take the baseball and they yeah, scuff it up a little bit. A little yeah, it's, I spit on his microphone a little bit. I'm, it's okay, I'm vaccinated. Uh, so today we wanted to walk through a couple of different things. Uh, the weekday is, of course, the number one podcast for behind-the-scenes church chat that we don't prepare for. Uh, we did prepare. <laughs> Prepare. I just keep adding new yeah. superlatives to this. We did prepare for this one a little bit, however. Uh, but before we get there, I have a brand new segment yeah, that I want to get to. I can't wait for this. Uh, so here at Bay Hope, I've I kind of um, we're health conscious around here. Uh, we are a health focused, health conscious church family, and I wanted to start doing a bit of service to you, the Bay Hope uh, family, and really the weekday army. And so our new segment, which I haven't really come up with a name yet, is. Healthy drink taste testing. <laughs> this is, I wanted to taste test drinks for you. This is a turn. Um, that you may or may not have ever tasted before. And I really- We I, don't that, have to drink it together, right? No, no, no. I'm okay. going to taste test it. And then I'm going to, I'm not going to ASMR this. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to, you're not going to hear any clicks or pops or anything because most people are going to shut it off at that point. But Justin, I really- what do you think it's going to taste like? Well, I mean, I was going to say, because we could have, I mean, this is just regular water. We could have had a comparison or something. Okay. Well, here, so, so we, we have, we, we technically have three zero calorie drinks and we can compare them right now. Yeah. We have sitting to my right, your yeah. camera left. We have Mike in his John Ralphio mug, black coffee, which has five calories per eight ounces, but whatever you burn the calories when you put it in you. Uh, Justin, ha that's my slack. Weird. Uh, Justin has, uh, <laughs> straight water yes he, and he vanna white yeah he vanna hands it i ladies and gentlemen have powerade zero sugar power water it is an electrolyte it's what does it says it says electrolyte water beverage so you and, know it's good and it yeah and it's, it's got electrolytes yeah it, it's got electrolytes yeah everything's gonna grow that'd be good uh it's got vitamins b3 b6 and b12 so all the b's uh, it's also a lot of very cherry flavored. So part of my service to you is going to be to taste test this and give you a grade, uh, give you a ranking. Can it be a B? We did it. Uh, that's all, to, folks. No. So I'm going to, Mike, do you want to go first with your coffee? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, three, two, one, taste test. Hmm. You know. It's got a good afterbirth. 
<laughs> Oaky afterbirth. <laughs> Courtesy of Michael Scott. Yeah. Uh, it tastes like coffee. Yeah. That's okay. A, that's a coffee drink. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, scale of one to Colombian coffee. What do you give it? I would say it's like a. If you were to stop off at a rest stop in Louisiana, <laughs> at a pilot, yeah, in, in Louisiana, <laughs> and you said, "Give me the coffee," and they said, "It's you know, it's it's like." Four o'clock in the morning, and mm. like, oh, the, this coffee's from like you know six o'clock last night. It's the pot is burnt. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's about where it, that's yeah. okay. Okay. On so, the way to Columbia. So three burnt pots out of Columbia. <laughs> yeah. That's what you give it. All right, Justin, you're up. What do you got? Ooh. You got uh, what do you what are you holding in that cup there? This is water cooler water. Water cooler water from Culligan Water, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what do we got? Give me a taste test here. It's a long segment. Yeah, this is a very long segment. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Justin, that's great. Rolling it over the gums, yeah. over the gums and through the lips. Yeah. I wonder if that picked up in the mic. I just thought about it. I probably know yeah, anyway. it did. I watched yeah. the I, I'm watching the SDI bounce over here. <laughs> so what what's the what do we give it? Yeah. Honestly, it's like probably, a one a one to bear lake. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, considering mm. it's just water cooler water, it's probably the best water I've ever had Whoa. in my life. Yeah. Wow. So that's high praise. Way to go, Colleen. Probably Ten. Wow, he gives it crystal clear water out of Lake Placid. Congratulations! Uh, Last but certainly not least, the Powerade Power Water. I'm doing this for you, the weekday army. So definitely not for you. Anything that happens, he's definitely not doing this for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's got one of those dumb tops that doesn't really give you any water. Well, it's not water. It's electrolyte B three six nine. 42. I'm only, I'm going to give it two B's out of the alphabet. I'm not, I can't, I can't, I can't go with it. Yeah. My rating is, I don't know if I like it. That was probably the worst 149 I've spent ever. Really? Yeah. It's, it's there on the bottom. I'm going to keep drinking it because it's like got electrolytes. But comparing (laughs) it, so like comparing it to regular water though, like, Oh, it's negative water. Wow. It's negative Culligans out of this. I that's I can't. Of, my arbitrary rating system is failing right now. It's that's that bad. Kind of impressive. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Powerade. I know you were on the verge of sponsoring us, but yeah, I remember those couple of emails. I sent it back. And I forth. can't. I you know. I just have to with say, Mr. like Powerade. <laughs> the disclaimer is, I purchased this with my own money. Powerade did not send this to me. Mister and uh, Mrs. Powerade are not happy about <laughs> Jimmy, this at all. Jimmy and June Powerade. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's actually get into the topic we're going to get into because Mike was this right. Wasn't that was, it? No, that no. wasn't it. Next week, I'm going to bring you another healthy zero calorie beverage. And uh, don't definitely don't bring me one because I yeah I don't ever want to share in this with you. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Now, I I was going to do energy drinks, but it's three twenty two. I can't. Uh, I afternoon. will definitely never drink an energy drink. No, I, I, I've gone this far in my life without ever drinking one, and I never will. Really, you've never had a Red Bull? Nope. Huh? Never a monster. Never an amp. Maybe that's why you're so good looking, Mike. I think that's it. That's the thing. That's what's put me over the top. Cool. Yeah. We figure out. The that's why of- I kept my hair, and you didn't. <laughs> I can go with that. To be fair, though, I was losing my hair before I had my first Red Bull, so oh, okay. I think my hair was just running. Pre- it in was fear. preparing. You were preparing. I mean, cool. I've I've probably had like two energy drinks in my life too. <laughs> I mean, that's why he's got most of his hair. Yeah. Man, <laughs> just checks out. Man, Sammy, how many energy drinks? A lot of Red Bulls. Okay, that's and, fine. And what you don't know about Sam though is she's just stark bald. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a wig under that yeah. hair. That's great. Um, okay, so t- on today's episode of the weekday, episode forty. Um, if you remember last week, I said that we had two topics. One of them was bad, which was mine, and that's the one we did last week. So if you suffered through it last week, congratulations. Um, we actually had Mike Mage to my right coming up with a brand new good topic. Hey, I want and- you to get that negative soundtrack out of your head. It was fine. <laughs> That's great. Okay. That's great, Mike. Yeah, um, so I did want to kick it over to Mike to have him explain what's going on today. Yeah. So as just- I drink my berry cherry water. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, it was about 10 years ago or so. I remember reading the Bible and coming across, I, I started like a chronological plan. Um, this is like the first one I'd ever done. And so basically what that chronological means is you start wherever historians, honestly, think that like the beginning of the Bible is, um, which is Genesis. Job. <laughs> well, that's true. A lot of people do think Job is like one of the earliest things ever written. Uh, but this this actually started in Genesis. Okay. Um, and then it walked its way. It's really like through the history parts of the Bible. It sort of really coalesces like the chronicles and mm-hmm. you know because chronicles and king sort of jumps back and forth and all around and that kind of stuff um but so as i worked my way through it 
I got to, in the first five books of the Bible, um, I got to Deuteronomy. Well, so, so you know, you slogging through Leviticus, <laughs> um, slogging through Numbers, and it's like, good gracious. Like, mm-hmm. And then we're on to Deuteronomy. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't, like, I don't know if I can take this again. But as I remember flipping through Deuteronomy, I was like, wow, this feels different. different. Yep. And like, I don't remember hearing about like how different Deuteronomy was compared to, and so what Deuteronomy actually is, it's like Moses, who has had this like really long life, this and this really like tumultuous leadership over the tribe of Israel, which is like good and bad all in the same time. Like they see God do these incredible things. Like he's got some wisdom to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, it almost feels like it's this old guy sitting in a chair with like his grandkids or his great grandkids around him saying like, this is what I've learned. These are the things that like, I truly think that God wants you to hear uh, and I'm going to share them to you. And so like the whole book of Drew, if you haven't ever read it before, it's fascinating mm. because like to be able to read, like, you know, when you think about like the beginning books of the Bible, it's like, man, there's so much in there that like, I just don't understand. Like in Numbers or Leviticus, all the things that a priest is supposed to wear, how you're supposed to sacrifice these animals or these different festivals. There's so much that doesn't apply to us. It's very granular too. It is very, it is very like, you build your incense thing like this and then you put this type of incense in there and then you burn it this way. And Deuteronomy is not like that. It is way more of like a 30,000 foot view. And now grant, yes, it does get into like the weeds and some stuff, but like, it's almost like he's retconning Mm. a lot of like, uh, maybe not retconning, but like going back and reiterating, but also like f- from like um, a softer lens. And s- something that like I attribute it to is uh, John, the apostle John, who is like one of my favorite apostles. Um, he was one of the sons of thunder. So in, in Jesus's gang or whatever, you know, he was him and his brother. They were, uh, they were called the sons of thunder because they were just so like uh, passionate and like so like they even asked Jesus like hey these guys don't like us do you want to do it or do you want us to call you down want, fire yeah you want me to kill or you want to Jesus like <laughs> yeah. let's go sharks and jets and so but like John um like if you read through the gospel of John and then the letters of John he it's this softer figure and not like softer like womanly I don't mean it like that but like this more patient right this more like John's whole message is that God is love right. over and over and over again. And so he, somehow he went from this th- son of thunder, this guy who was worried about at what hand of, of Jesus am, or on, on what side of Jesus am I going to sit at when we reach heaven? And do you want me to basically like murder this group of people because <laughs> they don't like us to like this disciple that Jesus loves? And so but anyways, you get to Moses and it's very similar. And so I started thinking, I was like, these are the last words of Moses. Hmm. And then I started to think about like, if these were my last words, I would want them to be like the most important things that I could impart to generations to come. Hmm. And so like, it, it almost just sort of revealed this like whole different layer to who Moses was um, and to these words in Deuteronomy. So like, I actually want us to go through and we actually, we asked um, Lynn Fukutani, who's like our resident Bible nerd. Shout out, Lynn. Um, yeah, Lynn, you are amazing. Like, thank you so much for all that you do. Um, seriously, every time I, I have deep questions for Lynn, every time I see her when she's like, just like getting coffee or something, I just drop a deep question for her. And in like five minutes, she's like, really gives me a ton of insights. Awesome. Um, but I wanted to sort of go through and she sent us some of like some different Bible uh, characters, some different, some different people in the Bible in their last words, because I do think the people who wrote the Bible wrote them to be like the most important things that they say. Mm. I don't think that, you know, the ends of these people's lives are without consequence. Mm. You know, like it's, it's intentional how the Bible is written, put together. Mm. So uh, is that cool if we do that? I mean, I know that there's a few. Mike, I think I'm, I'm, I'm you're, you're here for it. I'm yeah. here for the ride. I think it's funny though, uh, <laughs> to link this up real quick yeah. with the, what we were talking about last week. You talked about that book, The Messy Middle, mm-hmm. which I ended up buying. It's been great so far, yeah. but it, it almost feels like the beginning and the end are the things that are celebrated. And yeah. then there's all the stuff in the middle. Yeah. And the end is celebrated so much more than everything else in the middle. And right. I think you're right. Like the, the import that we place on legacy and final words uh-huh. and things that are happening cannot be overstated in today's world, let alone in a biblical world. Right. Because you think of this is the stuff that's getting passed down yep. and, to yeah, generations. Absolutely. Well, and like a lot of the Bible, especially the beginnings of the Bible, were passed down orally. Right. So like a lot of these 
stories were told around campfires and in groups and gatherings of people where these people had to commit every single word to memory. And so these last words that whoever was speaking were saying were like the most important things. I mean, logically, you can make that that like that leap that these were the most important things that they could say. So I just want to, I'll start here with Moses since we're talking about him. Um, and this is incredible. The entire book of Deuteronomy, like seriously, I, I really like, I can't encourage you enough. Whoever's listening, watching this to read it. It's, it is incredible. Uh, it's where the Shema, mm-hmm. um, comes from. It's, you know, Jesus it's calls bunch- it the most important commandment is yeah. the Shema. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a lot of things that, again, I'm sorry, that he, that Moses sort of embellishes upon as I embellish upon words that I've already said. Um, so here you go. The, this is Deuteronomy uh, 33, 26 through 29. Just says, there is no one like the God of Israel. He rides across the heavens to help you across the skies in majestic splendor. The eternal God is your refuge and his everlasting arms are under you. He dries out the enemy before you. He cries out, destroy them. So Israel will live in safety, prosperous Jacob in security, a land of grain and new wine while the heavens drop down dew. How blessed you are, O Israel. Who is like you, a people saved by the Lord? He is your protecting shield and your triumphant sword. Your enemies will cringe before you and you will stomp on their backs. Hmm. Which is a little, that's a little more militant than maybe I would like my last words to be. However, um, this all makes sense within the story of Moses. Like, is he was the leader of Israel. Hmm. The like the man where heaven and earth like met, like was with Moses. So much so that like his appearance changed because he was meeting with God. Like basically this, he was caught in between heaven and earth. Yeah. He had to wear like, a veil. Yeah, like his passion was to see Israel prosper. And he was not able to like, see it. He was not able to see them, which we mentioned, you know, last week or a couple weeks ago or whatever, that like Moses was not able to actually enter into the promised land. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what I love, like, is just like the very next, the next is the story of how Moses died. And then just say like, like he, he climbed up a mountain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just He climbed up a mountain and God said like, this is where you're going to die. And then he died. And he, so. looked, he, he looked around and then Boom. <laughs> just there you go. So like in my head, you know, I just have him like saying this like brilliant long speech, this culminating thing the, of like years and years, decades worth of ministry of just hard fought, just blood, sweat, tears. And then he just goes up to a mountain and just goes, all right. And then, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, yeah, <laughs> he gives him a little peace sign. And then, okay, goodbye. So goodbye. Justin, any, any thoughts about Moses's last words before we move on? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like how your camera, Justin. Change the camera shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's we a little. Get it. At least, at least, I like this shot better than the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, well, I mean, one thing that did jump out at me was um, that his last words. You said that they were kind of like you know, kind of like militant or whatever. But at the same time, like they were also like really encouraging. I yes, feel like because absolutely. like uh, like you're saying, like he was, you know, he's the leader of Israel. He was kind of like that bridge between you know heaven and earth with them. Um, but, and, you know, with him, you know, about to die and pass away, he was really old at that, but how, cause how old did he live? I think 120. Yeah. He yeah. said he's 120. Yeah. You know, re- I mean, so obviously, you know, really old he's been with, um, you know, Israel, you know, leading the people for a while and, you know, with him passing away, I'm sure that they were probably, you know, some people were probably like nervous about that and everything. So I like how his last words there were, were pretty encouraging. No, yeah. I think that you're totally right. It's, um, it's just, it's funny how. It's captured in the Bible mm. as being like uh, hardcore enthusiasm is always captured in like a very militant way, especially just, in the Old Testament. Well, yeah, it's just it's hysterical to me. Yeah. So um, uh, on the flip side of that, and we're yeah. I want to transition to one more real quick yeah. uh, before we get to the Jesus one because I think okay. the Jesus are important. Anything else on Moses? Nope, that's it. Because the flip side of that is Paul's last words. Yeah. Um, so Paul went through a whole lot. He was militant for Israel. Again, we need to make the distinction too. This is not Israel like that's been in the news. Israel, this right. is the nation. That's a good point. Uh, the, the Hebrew people. Yeah. Uh, so the Jewish this people. ancient Israel. Right, yeah. Not the not the state that was established in 1946. Okay, so now that that, that disclaimer has been given, Paul was Saul before, was killing. He was right after Jesus, or he was right around the time of Jesus. He was trained by Gamaliel, who was a who was a, a Hebrew scholar, one of the best rabbis out there. He was killing Christians because he thought they were uh, they were being what's the word I'm looking blasphemous. Yeah, and thought all of a sudden, was cleansing. Yeah, he thought he was yeah. doing what he was supposed to be doing, and so then all of a sudden, there's this imagine uh, amazing conversion story, and on the road to Damascus, and he starts preaching for Jesus, and and uh, bringing people to the Lord and uh, converting Gentiles more than Jews and all this other stuff. And so 
Paul eventually in one of his ministry uh, missionary journeys meets Timothy. Timothy becomes his protege. Timothy ends up taking over a lot of Paul's ministry because Paul goes to jail like six times. Uh, he gets stoned and like left for dead outside of uh, a city, uh, Derbe or Lystra, one of the two. Uh, they stone him and leave him for dead. And he just like next day pops up and he's alive and like, okay, I'm going on my way. Like, right. what? Yeah. what? Wait, let's talk about that story. That's never explained. Uh, that's one of my bugaboos. Um, but towards the end of Paul's life, Paul has been writing letters. And Paul writes letters to all these people, all the, all the churches, that's what all the epistles are. And the very last letter he writes, he's an old man. He's been in jail. Uh, he's under house arrest, he's, right? He's technically under house. Yeah. Actually, probably at this time, he was under arrest arrest. Oh, okay. Um, like chained between two guards in mm. a hole type thing. And uh, he's writing a letter to his protege, Timothy. And he's given, First Timothy is this wealth of knowledge. It's the, it's the epistle that you hold up as a pastor and as a deacon and as an overseer and as a worker in church. Uh, First Timothy one through three are really just this like, okay, you, you need to, to be a deacon or an elder or an overseer or a pastor. Yeah. You need to be uh, not drunk with wine. You need to be a good husband. You need to be a good father. You need to have your house in order. All these things. It's just, it's well, beautiful. It's a, it's a lot of, it's encouraging. It's to, very encouraging to Timothy. Yeah. And it's very encouraging to just, us as church yeah, workers. Well, and people, people who are younger, than whoever right. in ministry, right. you know, like it's a very encouraging thing right. to read. Right, Ex- exactly. And it's an old man reaching down to say, hey, let me help you into this in- uh, next generation. Then we get to 2 Timothy and it's kind of cleaning up some of the loose ends of, of Paul's ministry. And it's very the very last thing he writes. And there are that is recorded that he wrote. And then if you go to 2 Timothy 4, starting in verse nine, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of encouragement because if you read it, he says, do your best to come quick or come to me quickly for Demas, who had loved this world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Jerk. Yes, Crescens has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. <laughs> I sent Tychicus to uh, Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left to Carpus at Troas and my scrolls, especially the parchments. Alexander, the metal worker, did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You too should be on your guard against him because he strongly opposed our message. At my first defense, nobody came to support me, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through the message, we might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. And then there's a couple of final greetings. But so Paul's last words are almost a stark contrast to Moses. <laughs> if you think about it. I feel like that's to be expected. I I, you have you have made mention once or twice on this podcast that Paul is not the type of dude that you'd like to sit down and have some macaroni and cheese with. Am I, I correct? I don't think so. I'm sure he was fascinating. Well, he is fascinating, and like I'm 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 diving through studying the Book of Romans right now, cool. and like it is unbelievable the the way that dude can weave the message of who Jesus is and why he came, yeah. and why God is who He says He is, and all that kind of stuff. It's brilliant. But then like you read stories like this and it's like, well, it might be a little too, a little, a little too passionate. A little over the top yeah, there, bro. <laughs> well, and you can tell and that. he wasn't, you know, I just. That zealousness kind of bleeds uh-huh. out of here. Like Alexander did me great yeah. harm. And uh, that guy, he <laughs> deserted so me and all this fact. other stuff. And these yeah. are the last recorded yeah. words of Paul. So it's almost like this. I don't want to say curmudgeonly because yeah. he he loves Jesus and he's a great well, preacher and, and all that you, other if stuff. If you focus on the stuff towards the very very end, it just like the the stuff at the but the Lord stood at my side and He gave me strength. You know, like right. this crap can happen, but like it still doesn't change change who God is. Right. Um. I mean, you could look at it that way too. Yeah, and that's good. That's yeah. that's a good way to redeem it. Well, I wasn't looking at that. I was just laughing at him. Well, and it it is funny um, that because and how many times, and it's probably a better. It's probably a better understanding. Man, as, this berry cherry is not getting any better. <laughs> not getting any better as I drink Stop it. Stop drinking it. <laughs> oh. um, just cut the, take the L, man. Just I, take the L. I, I, need something, I need something to soothe my throat, though. Um, I, I think it may, that might be like a more accurate, probably recording of people's last words, because you never know, you know? Like, oh, yeah. For the most part, like you never know when your last words will be your last words. And um, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm fascinated in, especially in the Bible of how things end, because like, yeah, speaking of Paul, like when you get to the end of Acts, <clears throat> like it's so funny because, and like, I, I honestly, I, I do think it speaks to like the testament of 
like how true like these things are, because if people were trying to write something and like fictionalize something, they wouldn't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, true. You wouldn't. You wouldn't script this out to yep. be his last recorded writings yep. because like you would want to make them like Paul was Paul was dope. So like he did a lot of good things. So like let's really make it out to like no, he just was like that's very much like a very honest thing. It's like, hey, guy, d- these dudes just left me. Like, can you please come quick? Like, Bring my cloak because I'm cold. I, yeah. <laughs> can you, I, I don't know if some, you knew it. It's I like it's super clothes. cold in this yeah. hole down here. And then and then like the end of Acts, like it just like, and then Paul went off to Rome. Romans, next book. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, here's, yeah, flip, here's flip Romans. the page, introduction yeah. to Romans. Like, I just, I love, I love like just the, the abruptness of like a lot of it, because I do think it speaks to like the humanity of like a lot of how the Bible was written. It's like, these were real people writing real things that happened, it's especially in the New Testament. Like, I think there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, his, historicity that we can, that we can relate to, when, especially when it comes from like a modern Western context. At the end of Mark, actually, now that I'm bringing, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. Mark sixteen. So Mark sixteen is technically twenty verses long, but it but there's always of, there's yeah, always a I postscript know. that says uh-huh. the earliest manuscripts did not have verses nine to and twenty, then, and then even the earlier, and then the ones add like a couple more. Right, like there's a couple other different. versions. The last verse technically of Mark, so it's Jesus. <laughs> he says, "Don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus, who's or there's an angel. Go and tell his disciples and Peter he's going ahead of you into Galilee." Verse eight, trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. <laughs> Roll credits. And then they decided to put like a Marvel's post credits. <laughs> <laughs> and then the stinger is yeah. when Jesus rose early on the first yeah. day of the week. And then Captain America yeah. swoops uh-huh. in underneath. That's yeah. when you see Thor's hammer in the middle yeah. of let's the do desert. An, yeah. Let's do an exercise real quick before yeah. we move on. What would you want your last words to be? Justin, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, let's just, is, let's just let's just really yeah, that, quickly just, just. I feel like this. We need to do that next week. We need to. Come. That's fine. I'm, I'm just first for deciding my last words. Yeah, let, let's, okay, let's save so, it for next week. Let's sleep on it. Yeah. Sleep on it. Yeah. And what I what are I guess for all of you that are listening and watching, I would love to have you comment either below or uh, email us or get into one of our socials or DM us what you want your last words to be. Keep it to like three sentences. Cause like that's all you got breath for. Let's yeah. put it that way. Okay, cool. Uh, let's uh, move on. What was the next one? Morbid. Yeah, uh, it's, um, but it's helpful. Yeah, because you're gonna go be with the Lord. <laughs> okay, so speaking of that, uh, speaking of being with the Lord, I obviously oh, I, I that think, was great. Thank you, thank you, King of Segways. I think that we would be remiss if we didn't. Is it we would remiss. be remiss? We would just be remiss. We would be remiss if we did not. I see, that's dumb. It's not. It's it's it's. I uh, would be remiss. Amiss. Well, it's amiss and remiss. So remiss means we missed it. You know, why does English sometimes follow rules and then other times it doesn't? It's very confusing. Because yeah. language. <laughs> because language. Because it's just a bunch of people I, just taking crap from different I places. I think language, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And I think the English language is fascinating, but it's also, I, I would rather learn Mandarin. Yeah. Okay. So. Jesus. Jesus. Talking about Jesus. So I, it's going to get dark. Um, I had like a moment when mom was dying that um, Ooh, this is dark. I was very upset that it was happening, obviously. And I had, I was reading in Andy Stanley's book, Deep and Wide. It was talking about, and so I had this like revelation, but he was talking about how Jesus was never fair. And if you're thinking about Jesus, <clears throat> like the things that even happened to Jesus, the son of God were not fair. Like he, Jesus was never here to like push fairness necessarily. And so like he, he, Andy Stanley pushed this story or not pushed the story, but wrote about this story in how Jesus was walking to the pool of Salaam or walking through there, or whatever. If you don't know through the Bible or from the Bible, there's this pool in uh, Jerusalem, I think where people would go people who were sick or whatever would just line around this pool, line up around this pool and they think once they saw a ripple, Bethesda, right? The pool of Bethesda. I, I think, or I thought it was Siloam, or maybe not. Maybe it is Bethesda. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but there is this pool, whatever. Um, and they would think if they saw ripples, it was angels' wings or something. And if they were to get in the pool first, then they would be healed. You know, some weird like urban legend type thing. And um, so Jesus, as he's walking through this crowd, this crowd of people who are sick and hurt and paralyzed and lame and deaf, whatever, blind, some sort of ailments, leprosy. 
he walks up to one guy who had been there for years and he whispered to him, he said, do you want to be healed? Mm. And the guy said like, yeah. So Jesus healed him, walked away. And the guy was like, I'm healed. Left everybody else there. And I was like, this is so freaking unfair. Like, what the heck? This is, what's, what is going on? Oh, sorry, he's a blind man. No, 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 no. no that, oh, this that's is, a pool of this is, Okay. Yeah, so paralyzed man is Bethesda. Okay, cool. So that's what I'm talking about, the pool of Bethesda. Um, so I was going through that. And then I remember, I was as I was doing that, I was reading through the book of Psalms. Hmm. And I came across to Psalm 22, which I knew to be Jesus' last words, the beginning of it. Right. And so I'm going to I'm going to read through a little bit of this, and I, and, I, and I'm, the reason I'm telling you all this is because like this is why I think that it's really important, or one of the reasons why I think this is really important. So Jesus' last words on were on the cross as like in human form, not like pre-resurrection form. His last words on the cross were taken directly from Psalm 22, which I think is fascinating because if God inspires Scripture through humans, that means and God is Jesus then somehow there's some like weird, like interstellar through the Tesseract connection that like- It's good. <laughs> that it's like good. some weird like time loop happening here. Yeah. That like Jesus- It's a branching path yeah. that, that <laughs> so Hulk weird. happened. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So like God was somehow inspiring David to write words that Jesus would someday say as himself with God getting, yeah, whatever. Sure. So Psalm 22, one, it, he just says, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Hmm. That's what, and then Jesus- then gives his life up as only God could. Yep. Um, like no one killed Jesus. Jesus gave his life up, which I think is like a fascinating distinction to make and that the, the gospels make. But I want to keep reading here. It says from Psalm 22, why are, why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, you do not answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. Hmm. Yet, you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. And like I, I was I was blown away that verse three was tied into verse one. That when we cry out to God and we say, like, God, you have abandoned us, that is actually a form of praise. Hmm. And in our suffering, in our crying out, in our saying that God, like, this is so unfair of what we're doing. We're still acknowledging that God is somehow in control, that God is, is still enthroned. And because of that, like it's actually some form of praise to God. So even on the cross, Jesus being beaten, tortured, murdered, executed, in his crying out, he was still able to give praise to God in some way, shape or form. Mm. Um, this is just fascinating. Like, holy crap. Like that is, so that honestly, I don't know where anybody else is listening to this, but like that actually really helped me getting through a lot of that period with mom and huh. watching someone suffer. Like even when I cry out in my deepest despair, like somehow God still is honored in that because he, like, it's almost like we're asking him to be a part of this. Mm. Um, which is the only, the only thing he really wants. Like that's who he is, you know, like he's the God who's ever present. The God of the living, like he's not going away. Yeah. So, yeah, Justin, how's that affect you? Yeah, well, I mean, because I, I look really, at you—you you shifted to your shot, dude. Wow. You are learning. <laughs> I'm getting used to camera four. That's so weird. <laughs> it's still weird to me. Um, but um, so, like, listening to what you were saying and everything, um, I because to me, like, what that what that kind of says is like, um, like when we cry out to God, it's. Like, cause obviously he wants that relationship with us. So even though, you know, with like whatever it is that we're going through, if we're going through, you know, like a family member who is really sick or, you know, like death of a, you know, someone close to us or something like that. Um, just knowing that, you know, even though that wasn't, you know, God that did that, um, still right. just being able to cry out to him, um, just, you know, because obviously we need him. We have to be dependent on him. Yeah. Um, just kind of like in, in a way, I guess, like, with that praise that you were saying, I guess it's like that, to me, it, it's like that showing that dependence. Yep. You know, yeah. uh, like when we do that, it's it's knowing that we're not able to do it by ourselves. If we just kind of like go, you know, into our room and just, you know, just kind of be with ourselves and, you know, don't cry out to God or anything and just try to, you know, just go through the rest of life, just try to handling or trying to handle it ourselves. Like, we're not going to be able to do that. Um, and... Yeah, so I guess 
that that's what kind of stuck out to me. It's yeah. like it's it's showing that dependence and it's that like praise in that way, which is comforting. Actually, in some way. this is this is great too because um, Sammy, Sammy, what's your title? Graphic something or other? Graphic designer. Uh, Sammy's also been handling our social media for our main Bayho page, and she's been doing a bang up job. Like that's proven that she's been doing a bang up job just by numbers and everything. Uh, they've been having a contest anyway. She emailed me yesterday um, with kind of this thing that she had been has been working on of what happens. Like, let's get some encouragement for people that might feel like they're slipping away from the Lord. And one of the things that I wrote in the email back to her was something to the effect of like there's a number of steps that you can kind of take, but one of them was be silent and remember that the Lord is the prodigal son, or the father at the prodigal yeah. son mm-hmm. who, yeah, you've ran away and you're coming back bruised and beaten and all sorts of stuff in all sorts of agony and all sorts of suffering in saying Eloi, 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 Sabachthani yeah. And or whether whatever. or not it's your fault or not, right, who cares? Right, like yeah. you're, all of this stuff is happening and you're, coming back to the Lord, trudging back, and he's standing at the edge of the path and he's going to run to you yeah, right. yeah. and throw his arms around you and give you the very best that he has. Yeah. And that's what I think is exactly what you guys are conveying right now. And that's incredibly encouraging. Yeah. Well, and moving on, like, and sort of tying that together too, because like truly with Jesus' last words, and we were talking about this a little bit, was, you know, like the post-resurrection, or I guess the resurrection Jesus, mm-hmm. the resurrected Jesus, you could argue, yes, he speaks in, in Revelation, but like, that gets into some weird territory. So I don't want to do that. I want to do this like- Also, he's got a tattoo on his thigh and he's yeah, got a sword, a, some, which is amazing. I feel like you need a, a doctoral like thesis to properly unpack- Or a lot of drugs. Re- <laughs> Revelation. <laughs> um, I mean, I can sure. Let's, let's, do it. <laughs> let's see where this goes. Let's, we're going to get a lot of people to yeah. the church this weekend. Um, so uh, technically, I guess you could say that it happens in Acts. Um, and so but right before Jesus ascends- and this is great because it's sort of... Um, he spent 40 days back on earth. Yeah. But like, you know, in... I know this past weekend, I know you talked about it on Kicking It With Matthew yesterday, but today's... Or this week, this past weekend was Pentecost. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was like traditionally the time when, um, you know, like the the Spirit of God like came in and dwelled yes. like among followers of Jesus, all that kind of stuff. And, and like this is part of like God giving us his best. Mm-hmm. Like this was... This was the plan to have Jesus, to have God dwell among us. And now granted, it's not like Jesus in human form, but it is the spirit of God living inside of us. Mm. And so this were Jesus's last words right before he's taken up on a cloud, I guess. I don't know. Like, what does that look like? But it just says, um, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times and they are not for you to know. They're basically asking, uh, Lord, when are you gonna free Israel and restore the kingdom? And they still don't understand. <laughs> You guys still don't get it. And Jesus is so patient with them. Um, It's like, that's not what this is about. This isn't about like your Roman overlords at all. Um, (laughs) And so, so but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Hmm. So really like the entire ministry of Jesus is not even culminated in the resurrection. It's culminated in the fact that if him leaving, saying like, I'm going to, like now you get to be little me's, um, which is like incredible. And so like, those are Jesus' final words, like patient and kind and understanding, completely not like blowing by this stupid question. Yep. (laughs) Say, no, this is actually what's going to happen. Yeah. You guys said the thing. Don't worry about it. I'm not... (laughs) I'm not going to respond. It's like what parents do. Like I know it's exactly I, it. I yeah. do the same thing with my kids. Like, hey, uh, so what about that thing? Guys, <laughs> go clean your room. <laughs> it, it reminds me, Caleb walked out this morning. We have this this rule. Like, it's I, if it's before 7 a.m., I don't want to see you. Um, <laughs> and like, I just, it's that's that's a time, like, you guys shouldn't be out here before 7 o'clock anyway. Right. Like, do, I don't care what you do. We have a playroom. We have your bedroom. I don't want to see you. And I, I, it happens once or twice a week where Caleb will get up in the morning and like try to sneak out and get on his tablet or something. I was like, bud, it's 647. Like you got 13 minutes and he'll stomp away or whatever, you know? <laughs> but it's just like, it's like time and time again. It's like, it, you have 13 minutes left. You know, like this, this patient, I'm trying, I'm trying. Is there a way that you can do time release gates? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 Almost yeah. like put a, put a, uh, like a, 
um, sprinkler timer on it or yeah, something. Uh-huh. Uh, so last I know one, we have a couple more. The, yeah, last last one I wanted to do. Um, I know this is long. Yeah, we can. I can. I can go real quick on this because I love this story. So it's the story of Joshua, uh, and so we talked about Moses. M- Moses's uh, sort of second in command yeah, was like Joshua, yeah. and then yeah, and then he passes the torch. That's where really what the Moses's last speech is. He passes right. the torch mm-hmm. to. to uh, Joshua, he says all these beautiful, wonderful things. He goes up on the mountain and dies. Joshua, Joshua to me feels like the most clean character in all of the Old Testament. I he, mean, him and Daniel, like Joshua and Daniel. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I can go with that. And yeah. even Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Like you don't know much about them, but yeah, yeah Daniel, I can go with both of those guys. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of fluff. Mm-hmm. Like they seem to be pretty straight up and down. Like that's the type of dude I would want my daughter to date. That's the type of, <laughs> seriously, like he's just a no nonsense, straight, like tells the truth. God says, march around a thing seven times. He marches around the city seven times, like doesn't question it, which well, I think is amazing. Isn't it fascinating that like, as because as you're talking, like I'm thinking about all of like the, the people who come next. So even like we're talking about the apostles and the followers of Jesus do better and bigger things than Jesus did. Um, and like Jesus even said that they would do that. Yeah. Uh, you have Elijah mm-hmm. and then Elisha mm-hmm. who does like really great things too. It, it says double what yeah. Elijah did. Um, and then you you have Moses who was this like giant figure, but like Joshua mm-hmm. is actually probably more faithful yep. and like picks up the mantle, actually is able to take the Israelites into it's. It seems like this is this pattern of like these people who do these big things, but like fail. Um, yeah, but then you have David and Solomon. Yeah, but no, but you could look at Saul and David. Um, okay, all right. And that, That's yes, even the better. last half yes. of David's life is terrible. Like, and then it's just it's a it's a continual downfall. Yeah. But like, if you look at the first and then the second, you know, like there does seem mm. to be this really cool like. That's cool. Um, it doesn't it doesn't always work out. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of holes you can poke. Paul in that, Timothy, but, I don't yeah. know what Timothy did, but anyway, uh, Joshua leads all this basically takes over all of Israel minus certain little sectors that still need to be cleaned up, which you find not happening in the book of judges. Um, but the end of Joshua's life, he finally like packs it in, says, okay, no more warfare. He had a good long life. He does all this stuff. He gets, he, he comes and it says in Joshua 24, he renews all of the tribes at, uh, of Israel at Shechem. Uh, he summons the elders, leaders and judges, and, and he gives them this charge. And he says, okay, you guys did this with me. You saw me do this. You saw the Lord working. Here's how you need to continue to do things. Uh, keep going on this. Keep like staying faithful. He gives them a history lesson about yeah. the ex- about the exodus from Egypt. Which I also about- love. Like every time someone in the Bible speaks, they have to do like a full history lesson. Oh man, it's like a people law, and order, law and order episode <laughs> all over again. Yeah. Just 25 minutes of deliberation uh-huh, before yeah. something happens. <laughs> And then, and then they, so he brings them up to the Jordan, the river Jordan, they cross. It's fantastic. They, they, yeah, they beat the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Girgashites, Hivites, and Jebusites. But I gave them into your hand. I sent the horn ahead of you, which I drove out. This is God talking, by the way. Uh, And then, so Joshua then says in verse 14, and this is where it gets awesome. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshiped beyond the Euphrates river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But... If serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. That's this dude's last words. Yeah. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. How stinking cool is that? Yeah. Like that's this triumphant, like, and again, he does the same thing Moses did. Like there's kind of a call and response with the congregation right. and him. And then after these things, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. There we go. And he just, okay. He says, okay, bye. And then dies. <laughs> Boom, right there. They buried him in the land of his hand. It's a Timnasserah. I, I would love it. Just like, it's that. That simple. Well, <laughs> it's just, they say the, the speech and then it's just like a couple, they just walk and then. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Dead. Cool. Uh, I love that. And I love, I yeah. love that fact. Like it's the, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And I, we have that on some stuff in our own house. Yeah. Uh, and I think every Christian household should have that somewhere. We, um, when we were building our house, we were able to go in when the bones were up, you know, and like we were able to write. That's cool. On the ground, we were able to write on the, I mean, so like it's, it's in our walls. Yeah. 
that. Um, Caleb's verse from Numbers is in his room, like written on Caleb, his. Caleb, son of Jephunneh. Yeah. Um, you know, and a couple others, like the first John for like no fear and love kind of thing. Like with, there's, there is scripture all throughout That's very cool. the bones of our house. Well, uh, as far as last words go, um, Joshua, I mean, Joshua probably has the award or one of, one of the awards for one of the best. I guess it's kind of hard to beat Jesus, but. <laughs> well, okay, let's go. I let's mean, go that people was, that aren't like, God. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, seriously, that, that that's like, I mean, that has to be one of the greatest right there. Yeah. I agree. I, I definitely agree. It's and there's pretty rock star. Like it's a pretty I mean that's his life though. Yeah, pretty he's, punk rock. Like, like he's the type of guy, and I know it was um Samson that walked around with the jawbone of a donkey and killed yeah. a bunch of uh Philistines, but like I could picture Joshua just like motorcycle riding, just like listening to Leonard Skinner, <laughs> driving down to the, the hill country and just wiping out a bunch of Hittites or whatever yeah. with a jawbone of a donkey holstering that bad boy, going back, having a steak, uh, and then <laughs> like playing with his kids and then going to bed. Yeah. Like that's, that's his, that's just family man, but like ultimate warrior type no. stuff. There is, there's, uh, I mean, in the book of Joshua, there's issues I have with some of the book of Joshua, sure. just in the battles and all that kind of sure. stuff. Oh, there's a if, lot of that. If I'm being honest, but like Joshua isn't the problem necessarily in all that. Like God made the sun stand still, man. It's, it seems, it seems as it's written that Joshua was like very faithful and very obedient and and fulfilled a lot of what Moses called him to do. Right. And yeah. it's also kind of sick, some of it. What like do you there's mean? there's a whole lot of killing women and children. Oh, oh yeah. Well that's what I mean. Like the, the book of Joshua is problematic to read, um, especially from like our vantage point. And I'm just talking strictly about Joshua. No, you the are man. Yeah, absolutely. And that's yep. all. Uh-huh. Uh real quick, I had two that Lynn, the amazing Lynn Fukutani had sent in. Uh Last words. We're not going to read the last words, uh, but these are her comments. So she sent me in the one from Samson. Uh, the 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 and we talked about Samson and she her po- or her little parenthetical was. Uh, I know you don't like his story. He was a terrible judge and a terrible person, <laughs> but his final words remind me of a deathbed salvation. Like he finally realized who God was. And again, if you we go back to that story real quick from a couple episodes ago, but uh, Samson's blind. He's been captured. He's got his eyes gouged out. There's like 3,000 Philistines that are making fun of him at this party. He leans on these stone columns at this temple and kills all 3,000 of them uh, because he says to God, God, give me strength one last time so that I may do your will and then wipes everybody out, which, okay, cool. Uh, And then King Saul in 1 Samuel 30, verse four, uh, Lynn's postscript is- This is great. The lamest king ever (laughs) is lame even at the end. No great, poignant final words it's all about him. And that's absolutely true. Uh, King Saul, he's, his sons have died. Jonathan and his two brothers have died. They're captured by the Philistines. It's a sad story. It is a very sad story. They're captured by the Philistines and all of a sudden, like they're all dead. And Saul looks and says, the Philistines are going to kill me. Luke turns to his armor bearer and says, okay, you kill me because I don't want to be killed by them, especially by a woman or by these people or whatever. <laughs> the dude was like, I'm not killing the, son or the, the king anointed by God. Right. And then, so Saul goes, Fine, I'll do it myself. Puts his sword in the ground, <laughs> falls on his sword, and then dies. And then his armor bearer sees it happen and went, well, Harry Carey. Yeah. yeah, Harry Carey. And commits Harry Carey right there and falls over. So not Harry Carey, like, hey, uh, but Harry yeah. Harry Carey. Yeah, the Japanese. Cool. Um, anything else? Because I want to move on to Mike Scalding yeah. hot take real quick. Time I, to move to segments. I um, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just fascinated by how things end in the Bible because I, I think part of it is because like I my personality naturally, like I don't want things to end. So I have a tough time finishing Netflix series. Like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever watched the full last full episode of Arrested Development yet because like, I just- From season five? No, like, yeah, the very last one that they've ever made or whatever. Like, I just don't think I've ever watched. And like, Kristen and I will do it. Like, we will watch, you know, um, The Office or Shit's Creek or Parks and Recreation or something. And like, we just won't watch the last episodes because mm. we don't like it when things end. I don't like it when things end. Um so this just, podcast is going to have to end at some point. No, like, it today. is. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's, yeah, it's long. We're getting one. lengthy it's long here. One. Uh, we're going to move to segments. These are the That's best, fun. the best time of your week. I know that. Uh, uh, cause I'm just imagining that this is normally where we go. Hot takes, uh, the weekday hot takes and my brother, Mike, um, he had a hot take that he wanted to bring to the table and you ready for it? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Into your camera. All right. So I love candy. I do. Sugar, in general, love it. Skittles, I love Skittles. Oh, love Skittles. First of all, there are no Skittles 
outside of the original bag, you got your red, you got your orange, you got your purple, you got your yellow. You got your lime green, not your green Green apple. apple. Green apple as a candy flavor, whatever it is, is disgusting. It taints everything. I don't understand why anybody would want to eat anything green apple. Like the green apples in general are far inferior to red apples. Agreed. That was literally one of my favorite candy flavors growing up. One of them. Green apple? Yes. I don't get it. Well, how do, where do you eat green apple flavor? Like the, the junk jolly, like toffee thing or yeah, jolly rancher. Literally, literally anything, anything that had green apple flavor. My boys love green apple. And like, I don't get it. I do not get it. Like I actively avoid the green Skittle. And I don't know, like, when did they make boys? It was two years ago, right? It was whenever the world started to turn bad is, is when that happened. Arguably, that's been going on for a while. Nope. It happened the day that I remember we all the day we, some board executives said, you know what? We're gonna do green apple instead. It's a terrible, terrible decision. Frank, send it. Yeah. Send the green apple recipe. <laughs> Ship it. Yeah. Uh, I remember we were recording a video yeah. out in the lobby for the stuff pastors say. Yeah. And you were talking oh, about yeah. the green <laughs> apple. <laughs> I remember that. That's yeah. that is recorded. It was you and Melissa and Sean Gallagher, yeah. our director of students. Yeah. Uh here and then I had to scoot in and like on a chair or something. But I remember you talking about that. Yeah. I have worked up. I have very deep thoughts, like hard. I'm going to counseling on Thursday. And like I, that might <laughs> Is this be what the, you talk about? That, well, that might be the first thing I bring up. Excuse me, uh, yeah. Jeremiah. Uh, when, he, when he when he talks about like deep pain or trauma, like that might be the first thing that comes up. Mike, I'm I'm with it. Uh, we need a podcast pop quiz as well to end out this week. Sammy, give me a. Give me just a random subject off the top of your dome. Three, two, one, go. Bananas. Yeah, bananas. Frozen, let's do frozen bananas. That's what I walked in with you guys talking about. Frozen banana podcast. All right. We're going to put 30 seconds on the board. Uh, if you don't know, for the unacquainted, for those new, the podcast pop quiz, there's always a podcast about everything. Also, like, can someone please give us some like suggestions? We would love, like, in the comments section below, email it to us, whatever. Like, give us some topics here. We don't, as much as we like going off the fly, like, I don't think it's the most creative thing in the world for us to just come with it up on the spot. Like, give us something that's hard. Give us something that's very hard to find. Oh. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Do some research. Do your own research. Do your own research. (laughs) All right, ready? Frozen bananas. Uh, Put 30 seconds on the board. Three, two, one. Frozen banana podcast. Nope, that's not how you spell podcast. Oh, my gosh. This is is like 10 seconds. They're gone. Small town murder. Nope. Frozen blood puddles. puddles. Nope. That's not right. Spilled milk. Uh, Do you tear touch the frozen banana? Nope. Oh, my goodness. It's Monday. You need ice Ice cream. cream. Uh, Annie F. Downs. Frozen bananas. We did it. Congratulations. It's the Annie F. Downs podcast. There's a podcast about everything, folks. There's a podcast about everything. Thank you so much for joining our podcast, which has been about amazing behind the scenes church awesomeness. We love you. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember to share, like, subscribe, do all the things so you can get more of this awesome Bay Hope content. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.